Guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Shit is real! Shit is getting real! Shit is real! Coronavirus! Welcome from Today I Need a Minute Podcast, part of the Tech Seniors Network. Quarantine life. Day 5 67. Which wait, which day is it? I 67, I assume. Yeah, I mean, because the thing about being in quarantine is you have no idea which day of the week it is. So you could tell me it was day 6 or day 490, and I would believe both of those or anything in between. So for, for the Bahamas, the Bahamas went through, I think, an accelerated period of um, reaction to the coronavirus when there was the first case that came out i remember that sunday um there was a mad scramble of people seeking two things i think it was a scramble for alcohol a scramble for news and a scramble to uh, just see if they had work the next day and then almost immediately when school were closed and that was the first domino to fall then it became there were children home the roads free this is going to get serious how did y'all experience the day one and then the follow-up from that? Because we've had a podcast after, but I think now, looking back on it, that time seems so nostalgic and naive. Yeah, that time seems legit um, like a month ago or maybe two months ago. You know what? It Time's just all fogging together. Now it seems like a year ago because... I think that was the point. Like you said, that was the point. It got real for everybody, but we were still halfway in prepping like this is a hurricane kind of mode because we have that kind of survival instinct that kicks in when it's hurricane season. So the bare minimums we do for that, we would probably carry that over into this. Like you make your food store run, but this is like hurricane survival mode on steroids because now you have all of the restrictions of social distancing in place. And then there's even more restriction on what's open and you throw the whole curfew into the mix. And just like every place else, it's something unprecedented that we've never seen before. And I still think we have no idea what to deal with it. How I'm experiencing it is just like much of everybody else here, mass confusion and frustration. I feel it's the curfew that's getting people more worried than anything. Not the supermarket, not the virus itself. It's just people, like you say, the restrictions that they have, that they feel like they have to panic now. So that's the biggest thing I'm seeing. Like, I was on the road the other day before the 24-hour curfew, and it was packed. Like, I don't know why the roads are packed. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about how when... Anytime the Prime Minister's office announces that there's going to be a press conference or the Minister of Health announces that there's going to be a press conference, there's like a, a foreboding sense of doom every time I'll be like, what the fuck else is going to happen next? Because then first it was just um, work from home if you could, social distancing, and then schools closing. Then it became, okay, now we're in curfew. Uh, and then that curfew reaction, I think, led to a lot of people spazzing out i even saw a flyer for a party that someone was trying to throw the night right before the curfew (laughs) get that money and then and then it was um then it became the 24-hour lockdown and all of these a lot of these were reactions to behaviors not taking it seriously yeah so going to the beach all the steps people still going out and the reason everyone has that sense whenever you hear that there's uh there's a press conference is because of the uncertainty so you always go immediately into thinking worst case scenario whenever you hear there's about to be an announcement because at this point you don't expect the announcements to be anything good like i don't think anyone's sitting here thinking the next press conference is going to say hey we have a vaccine everybody's going to be cool by two weeks from now this is all going to be gone no you expect that every announcement is going to be the worst thing possible like we have 700 million cases now and there's no light at the end of the tunnel so everyone's on pins and needles and it's turned into monoculture because this is the one thing that everybody has to pay attention to there's no other story except that the Tribune wants me to find sports stories, but there's no other story out there. So, All right, I think now I'll drop because of, you know, Wi-Fi. Because let's He's... be honest, John, the last thing that we want is for Cable Bob or BTC to not work right now. 
that would send the country turmoil. But my experience, because I'm not in NASA right now, but my experience anytime someone sends me an update about there going to be a press conference is just, oh shit, what the fuck now? Or just thinking, what what are Bahamians doing? Why so much y'all on the road? Why are the lines for Wendy's and every other fast food place backed all the way up? Even when the 24-hour lockdown came and took back, the first thing I was getting in WhatsApp group chats, because, you know, that's the number one news source in the Bahamas, was just lines at the food store. Even though food stores are going to be open throughout this entirety of, of um, this coronavirus thing, but people still were, I think, panic buying, panic shopping. And I think that led to even the government's reaction that one behaviors aren't taking it seriously. People still going out. The roads are still packed. Now what do we do? Well, so do you think there's a step after this, after 24-hour lockdown, after curfew, after everyone work from home, after schools being closed, what else did the government possibly do to get Bahamas to stay their ass in the house? I mean, did you see what they were doing in India? <laughs> they were making people do squats if they got pulled over by the police. Also, they were beating some they people. They were them, John. Yeah, I, 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 added that, I was adding that on too. But yes, they were also beating them as well. But um, what is it? Um, uh, Now's boy, um, Valdemir said if you go on the streets you go into jail for five years like it's going to get to a point where if the if it's not taken seriously you're going to have to start putting those guidelines and restrictions in which sucks but a thousand people who aren't doing or who aren't following the rules is going to affect the whole country you know there's one thing about he means that people will be going to jail for five years it's oh yeah that's not a joke it's Lock not up. like <laughs> Yeah, if the Bahamas say, listen, we'll um, fine you up to $10,000, you might get away with like a $1,500 fine. But Vladimir Putin means you're going to jail for five years if you do that. So we're not there yet. But I don't know who are the people who just saying that they have $1,500 to just give away to the government because they would be outside the house at 9 o'clock. But the thing is, like, talk about the homeless thing. Remember that when uh, we were in a WhatsApp group and we were like, what are they laughing about the homeless people for? And who are the first people that they arrest and fine and put in prison for uh, being on the streets after curfew? Homeless people. It's like, it, 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 there are things that I think the government isn't taking into consideration. That's the biggest, that to me is the biggest thing. Like, I get the whole, stay your ass home. Like, it's easy. It's just, what are you going to do with the people who don't have the luxury to be able to do that? And they're showing that they're not that smart. What? Honestly, I think that they don't know. I think they have no idea how to deal with that. I think most countries and, and a lot of a, a lot of countries are, are dealing with this because this is something that hasn't happened in a lifetime. How do they react to it? And no one has an expert on how exactly to combat the virus and then at the same time get people to agree to certain stipulations. Because even if a vast majority of the public does it, the virus still spreads and there are people who are still bucking the trend and bucking the system. So when you see a bunch of children uh, riding their bikes around parks or people going to play volleyball or basketball, 80% of the country could be obeying the rules, but that 20% is going to cause the virus to spread. And then that just leads to, that just leads to an extension of the curfew, which everyone thinks is going to happen come Monday. The, the thing is when you say the extension of the curfew, I don't think they could legally extend it till the 31st of March or something like that. And it takes 24 hours to go into um, place. But at the same time, people need to realize for every virus that we get new one, for every confirmed case, you're resetting the clock to 14 days minimum. It's almost like a football game with a uh, lightning strike. You reset the clock to 30 minutes regardless. So people need to realize that every single case that we're going to have is going to reset the clock. So just stay home. Also, I feel that the government should have tested everyone who worked at the airport or pull 100 people from the airport, hotels, and cruise ship area and test them because I feel that they were on the front line of people who can get the disease or the virus and you will get a good idea of how many numbers there actually are people with the virus if you had got a sample of 300 people from those areas. 
Yeah, but right now I think like that's looking back um, on how we could have done things. So the only thing we could think about is moving forward, how we could fix stuff and how to repair stuff. And I have to say, one of the more controversial decisions um, from the government was, yo, the stores closing. Like, wait, that's not a sense. <laughs> and and y'all know. <laughs> I just remember that day you sent out a message in one of the groups you were in, and you were like, and this was before the curfew and the 24-hour lockdown came in place, you were like, look, look at stores that might close. Who needs everything right now? And I, no one listened to you, and no one responded. And I just thought, man, if I was there, I was going to tell John I need like a month. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I talked to my dad, because you know he owns a liquor store about it all the time. First of all, I think the excuse that was given was just stupid. If churches are closed, liquor stores have to be closed. That ain't true because at church, you're in a closed, confined area spitting on people when you're singing. That's church. Liquor store is just like a supermarket. It just sells liquor. Yeah, but... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What, the, what kind of church you go to? <laughs> I don't go to church. I was, about, I was about to say, John's church is weird where everyone just jumping up and down spitting on each other. But... I mean, I honestly didn't know it was a thing where, it's, assuming the way this country operates, I thought liquor stores were essential. Like, not for me, because I don't drink, but just for the culture in general, I assume liquor stores counted as an essential service. Because if anything has been freaking people out here, it's not the cabin fever, it's not the fact that um, you have to social distance yourself. It's not the fact that even when you're out grocery shopping, you got to toe these ridiculous lines and be six feet away from people. Lines. It's the fact that they can't get liquor. Like, that's what these that's what people want. And we got a hell of a lot more alcoholics in this country than I thought. But I don't I think mean, it's alcoholics. I can't believe you thought anything else, though. I, I feel that it's just people wanting to do something like it's not really alcohol, the alcoholics. They just feel like, oh, I got nothing to do. So I'm just going to drink. Yeah, that's very true, because right now, as we pod, I'm drinking a glass of wine. And you know, be honest with you. wine is healthy for you. It is healthy. It's healthy. John gets it. So now it's gal. Moderator. Moderator of the, of the press conference. Was I think you know how every time something like this happens, something becomes a meme, and one of the memes was um, first them laughing at the homeless because people were disgusted by that, and then the second meme was uh, Dr. Forbes and her expertise and how well she was handling questions from the media, and then the third meme now Gallus I said the librarian who's the moderator and people don't understand what her purpose at these press conferences is other than just to pivot questions from the reporter to the minister and then repeat the minister's answer back to the reporter and on top of that she was being rude and i i i actually it's like a tv show i want to know what they're gonna do next are they gonna pull her are they gonna say like let's keep doing this i don't get it man but that's what the whole thing is like the whole experience of this is like a reality television show and you have anything that people can watch together and comment on together because this is how you consume your entertainment now so everyone is you know the person that you're closest to are all going to be tuned into this. So everyone is also going to have their take on this. So now she's under a microscope and everything she does is being criticized. But I think this is just whoever's responsible for this, not knowing their personnel, because you, if you have somebody that is so qualified in this field and she is the best of the best in the region on this topic, and this is her moment to shine you got to put her in positions where she could shine, dog. She should not be the one passing the ball to everyone else for answers. She should be finishing. She She's not your point guard. She's, she's not the person setting up the plate. She should be the finisher. So I think this is just a lack of them knowing how they're properly supposed to use her personnel. And we're not seeing Dr. Dalry, just her name, by the way. We're not seeing her under the right circumstances for her to shine. They're using it incorrectly. It's like the Lakers saying, you know what, LeBron? All you can do is shoot threes. You can't do anything else. There are no drives to the basket. You can't pass. Anytime you touch it, you just got to shoot a three, which is a ridiculous way to play. That's how ridiculous they're being with this. And that's how much now I miss sports. <laughs> oh, no. I will literally – I could literally take anything right now. Nope, we're going, we're going where you miss sports too much. You don't understand. 
Yeah, you're, that, I'm saying because I miss it so much, this is what I'm going to continue to do. So now let's talk about the actual quarantine and the things that we miss. And motherfuck, I've, I miss the gym so much. <laughs> I didn't, I, there's only so much body weight workouts you could do, dog. Like, this shit is not Losing muscle mass. <laughs> Yo, this shit is ridiculous. I can't okay. do this, man. This is so dumb. This is the part of the podcast why doing? I said about. You know, let me tell you, you know when it's bad, right? Like, when Trump said, listen, man, even Ivan Drago, if they die, they die, and we might reopen the economy. A part of me, I, I understand why that's wrong intellectually. It's like, what the fuck wrong with him? No, you can't do that. But a part of me said, well, then would the gym be open? I'm willing to, like, <laughs> several times I've been thinking to myself, like, if I knew for certain that it was in there, would I be able to to rationalize it away and say, well, if I just be careful enough and if I just do this, would I still go? And the answer to that is yes. Like, I would still go. I would still give it a shot. I would still try to find and a way to make it work. This is why there's a 24-hour lockdown and people should not be allowed out the house. But, you know what? The government's, yes. no, right I, the government's doing I, the right thing. They, they got it. They're they are this. absolutely doing the right thing because... I, Hey, I understand my vulnerabilities, and mine obviously is the gym. Because in every aspect of this, I'm trying to figure out, you know, why why are people tripping? Of course, you should just be home by nine o'clock. That's natural. All right, so we can't drink or we can't party. Okay, that's stuff I'm not doing anyway. But you take away my gym. Five a.m. You take away my gym. Wow, is yeah. And that's and that is something completely different. Okay. Well, like, like that was the, you know, the the thing that got me was when I thought to myself. Wait a fucking second. This is how people who don't go to the gym live all the time. How do they live all the time like this? I don't understand. Well, guys. This is the strangest shit ever. I'm an expert. Yes, John, go ahead. Um, You sit on the couch and you watch TV. This is, and you just got to be creative with what you do. Like, you got to be able to make content out of the crap. Like, that's all you do. But my favorite part of the gym thing was Ashley posted something on Instagram Tag now, and within like three hours, gyms got shut down. You could blame her. Wait, like, like Kari was saying, right? How many was, body exercises? How many person. body weight exercises are you supposed to do? How many resistance band exercises? I am How trying the fuck to make... just jump up and down and please cut up lunch. I am watching these influences on Instagram. Every... I hate it. I hate it so much. So when the gym opens again... I'm trying to make again, shit up every day. It's not working. You end up just doing the same thing over and over. I'm just ready to bail on the whole thing. I'm about two days away from giving up. I think I'm going to go in spells. Like, I'm going to give up on it, and then I'm going to find my second win and be really dedicated, and then I'm going to give up again. And that's going to kind of be the cycle until this whole thing breaks. Well, you got a while. So, I mean... <laughs> uh, until the end of April. Bro, till the end of April. April. You know what's great? I, I, My birthday's in like April. Two home workouts per two home workouts per per week. Two to three max. That's all I got. I can't do more than that. This can't be like the gym. Yeah. And it's not. It's, let's be honest. It's not as effective. And we all miss MacFit. I le- I legitimately said in my head, I'm not getting on a plane until MacFit opens back up. Y'all just want me me being NASA for no reason. Well, legally, you're not allowed to get on the plane. Hold on. I was about to say, can we get to that, by the way? Because as we... I don't know if we talked about this during the part of the call on the podcast where I just wasn't here for a period, but... I think his phone died. Oh. Kari pretty much escaped everything. Well, not escaped, but... He is not here a part of this. This is why me and John has to give insight into how the quarantine experience <laughs> in Nassau so is going. Everyone's in quarantine. What are you talking about? Wait, I left home two times the last 12 days. What are I going to know? Oh, you on air. I ain't on air. Where I just ain't going nowhere. John's tr- really trying not to catch this coronavirus. That's why. Go to the gym? I mean, but you still got to still gotta run. You still got to eat, yeah? Well, like, John is not running. I walk to the kitchen. Like, what you want me to do? Like, I ain't got to go outside to walk to no kitchen. I just got to get up, take five steps, and I'm at the kitchen. 
I was really trying to figure out the the rationale behind panic buying because is it is it just a fear mongering kind of thing because they're not closing the grocery stores so there's no danger at least right now of any of the grocery stores running out and you even had Rupert Roberts give voice to this like saying you people don't have to do this if you want to continue to give me money for no apparent people? reason right now yeah what do you mean he didn't you say people? the words you pe- I mean shit he didn't say the words you people but we can imagine he did I don't know I don't want to be reckless with it but. That was the gist of what he was saying, and I just, like, I don't get it. The grocery stores are open every day. There's no moratorium place on the grocery store. You could go at any point if you want to. Why the hell are we still panic buying? Because Bahamians love to just panic for no reason and then send WhatsApp notes saying, child, I was on the line for 17 hours. This is ridiculous because I wanted to be in the line for 17 hours. Yeah, but I think, like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, even in Toronto, at some point when, when the stores reach capacity, there is a line, and a line is outside. This is for drug stores, the liquor stores, which is still open here, and the grocery stores. I still see lines happen. So I, I don't think, like, panic buying is unique to the Bahamas. Because even the toilet paper thing, that wasn't us. That was <laughs> America. <laughs> we ran into that shit first. That wasn't us. I think this is the effect coronavirus has had on the world in general. That's why I don't think there's anywhere you can go that can really escape it, except here I still have Uber Eats. Does like to- does toilet paper have a cure to coronavirus? It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, not 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 saying that panic buying in a sense is a uniquely Bahamian thing, but just the rationale behind it in general like it's it's just weird to me bro i I mean i was only using us as an example because i i'm assuming the rules are different in in different places like you talked about what it is now in toronto but nobody told these people that they couldn't go to the grocery store the next day but the minute the curfew was announced everybody was losing their goddamn minds that's because of that um it wasn't a voice note it was actually a message written i remember andrew sent it to me and he said does this make sense my personal opinion was, no, it don't make sense unless they give you a 24-hour warning to give people leeway. But it actually happened. So that's what made people panic now because people are actually coming out with news that is real. So people are just going to panic because it's going to be like, oh, my God, I don't got enough rice in the house or whatever. So, okay, let's let's move on beyond the, um, I would say, the, the quarantine and the panic buying and everything else that's happening. What, what do you... What are you doing in quarantine right now? What are you, like, how are you keeping yourself busy? How are you keeping yourself sane? Chinese cartoon. Okay, well, as the, as the only parent here, there is an entire different dynamic that you guys don't know of, which is we have to teach now, and we got to homeschool our kids. And by the way, one thing I have noticed with this entire thing is people don't like their fucking kids. And that is weird to me. Like, I would prefer to do this every day rather than go to work and be in an office with people that I have no interest in talking to or interacting with. You know why? I prefer to interact with my kid. And if I had to teach him every day, that is much better than me. How do people not like this? Wait, wait, wait. Wait now. And you mean and still get paid? Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. that's the most important thing here. Because one of the privileges, and we'll talk, we actually we won't talk about John's privilege in this moment. But one of the privileges <laughs> I felt was just that, fuck, I get to work from home. You know, much people don't get the chance or the opportunity to work from home. So, um, my quarantine has been different because I haven't been watching Netflix and shit. I've been, I feel, working longer hours during the work from home thing. But back to Nal's point, one is identifying people who like, like they're they're. Thoughts on their kid is like, this motherfucker. I. And then you would see parents who really love their kids who was just like, this is a great opportunity to hang out with them. They get annoying sometimes, but I can do this and I can still uh, teach them. And this is actually a joy and somewhat of a blessing because you don't get a moment. Like imagine un- like a month straight with your kid and you get, imagine like the bonding opportunities and the stuff that you get to do that normally in any other circumstance that this doesn't happen. But then on the flip side, there's some people who don't want to teach kids and then who just said, like, this math is hard. 
but the which car... I I don't I don't know, and I I get that I'm biased with the whole thing, but that's just been one thing that's been weird to me. But okay, so I'll just give you an example of what the the daily routine is like. So I get up, try to do one of these bullshit home workouts, and then Kaizen has to do schoolwork, so we get into some schoolwork, and then he has to work out, has to do some baseball stuff, then probably get back to some schoolwork. And then I try to work out again in the evenings, Netflix binge, and that's it. Wake up and repeat. That has been my day. How many hours do you think you put in with uh, Kaizen a day in school? Um, in terms of in terms of me getting his work done, like in terms of him uh, like doing work, like what would his whole day of schooling be? How many hours would that be? Oh, what you mean when he's when he's at school, not now. No, 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 now, like, now, like, what you oh. work with him, like, how many hours would he put in a day at school? Uh, I actually think I actually think we do more now because I'll tell you what I'll tell you what it was because obviously at school you you have this set time where you they probably get started with work around eight thirty nine and then they end it at three but then that's with some breaks in between there but we were just kind of. As soon as there was two or three days where as soon as he got up at like seven or seven thirty, we just got into it and started going from there. And if you're working all day, you can be doing some of that work five, six, seven in the evening. And so they sent so his school sent home like a big packet of work that we were supposed to do. I think we probably did too much of it. We didn't pace it well. So we're going to run out of work pretty soon, but it's all, it's all flexible now. So it's not like one of those schools where, and some people do have this, where you legit got to sit there with your kids and you got to have assignments due that day. And I get how that could be cumbersome and annoying, but it just really made me see that people really ain't trying to fuck with their kids on, on that level. Like not all day. Yeah, no, I was just asking cause I'm wondering yeah, how kids honest, are going like to adjust. Like, how would kids adjust going back to school? Like, because, you know, like you say, if Kaizen was putting in five pure hours of work and school is over, would he want to go to school for nine hours after, you know? Like, is it going? do you think it would change how some of these young kids go, want to go to school? I feel like it's going to change everything. Like, I have, like, I have no idea how this thing is going to end. Like, the uncertainty around Zombies. all of this is the worst is the worst thing possible because I keep saying it feels like this is a movie, but we're only at the beginning. So there's, there's sometimes when I'm thinking about what it's going to be like when they have to go back to school. And then sometimes I think, are they ever going to go back to school? Like that's, that that's where my mind is with this whole thing. But I think it's going to be an adjustment for everybody, like just to get back to, the normal state of the way things operate it. And I don't know if we're ever going to get back there. It'll be an adjustment to them. It'll be an adjustment for parents. I don't know. It's just the, the uncertainty makes all of this shit weird. And that's why so listen, man, we're so wrapped up in the coverage. Zombies, zombies might be the best case scenario for this. Cause then the worst case scenario is if the economy completely fails. But when you think about something like um, kids being in school for eight to nine hours, what does that allow? Why are they in school that long? They're in school that long so people can work and then maybe get like an hour between picking the kid up and then taking them somewhere or having them come to work with them. They're, all of that is even part of a function of the economy. Now I'll just said like, you can get through a lot of shit in five hour period teaching a kid. If you have dedicated one-on-one -on -one teaching, which has to happen right now and part of why home workouts suck is because you know that there are people who have gyms in their place who are doing just perfectly fine. And the, the same way that, because life is a competition, right? There are kids out there who are being homeschooled and who are becoming smarter because a parent has dedicated so much time into teaching them. So it's all going to be a race. So we don't know how we come out of this on the other side. I can't even, the only thing I can envision because working from home has taken up so much of my time is companies are going to realize that if people get used to this, there's no need for them to be renting an office or building an office space other than to have conference rooms. And this might be, I know Nal had listened um, to the dailies coverage of the WeWork fiasco. So this might be how WeWork comes back because if people realize I don't need that shit, we don't need that bu those buildings. Those buildings could be maybe commercial centers 
for something else. But again, that's only a function of if the economy ever comes back. So you say 10 YS you, John, is a step now, ahead of the game. Of course. So now has been um, doing shitty home workouts and teaching Kaizen and freaking out. Because listen, I, people who don't know Tanya has may not know this, but not, this is a coronavirus has exposed the now conspiracy theory side. But for you, John, what have you been doing during your quarantine days? Boy, between sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I feel like John about to say same. <laughs> yes. It's been a lot of sleeping. I've been trying to improve my knife skills, cutting uh, vegetables. Um, and trying to find, we're going through a lot of old 10 YS content. We have a lot of old content. Let me just tell you that. And trying to create content to keep the Instagram page, um, buzzing and the Facebook page buzzing, because I feel that this is a time where if people start giving up on this stuff and not posting on a regular basis, they're going to lose so much traction and the people who actually continue doing it is going to come out ahead so much more ahead than than the other people so that that's pretty much the whole time like my board's pretty much is a race but i'm writing more things in it now so hopefully i could get, start producing some more content you know what another what thing that sorry, sorry this ahead. is a problem of skype calls but john what do you think uh that you have uh created for us that's gotten the the most traction or gotten the most response from people would it be um the, the, what you sent actually you haven't posted what you sent me and now earlier but so far of what's already been out there for people to consume what do you think has gotten the most attention is it just the teams um the well first of all bahamians love dunks boy they love dunk that it don't matter what type of dunk it is they love it so you always have to have one of those um the Buddy Hill throwback was a big one because, you know, Buddy Hill's been going on Instagram Live a lot. So he's been interacting with a lot of um, people on it. So when people see that, they just, you know, it's a natural. Like, but the biggest one was actually yesterday's with the high school kids um, creating the teams and saying, pick a team, you know. And between the amount of people who um, felt they should have been on the list, because, you know, it's you know, no matter what list you make, there's going to be people saying that they want to be on. I could have made eight to ten teams but then that's overkill and it kills the whole um purpose of it of getting the argument um in it so that one and then the the build a team for 15 dollars with the bahamian players that was a big one too but that was more of a, a whatsapp um argument than than being online so that's how John has been doing it. Now, of course, you know, you're a super sports guy trying to make sports metaphors and everything. When you saw some of those posts that, that were made or you contributed to that, how did you think, like, did you know how certain athletes are going to react, what their response is going to be? or Because you know there's trash talk happening and they're separate WhatsApp groups that be like, you better than me. Yeah, the, well, as we know with anything, whenever you have a wedge issue and making lists right now has become the biggest thing in sports because we have nothing else to talk about. Like there's something else that'll pop up, I guess, once every two weeks. So you had the NFL had that flurry of news that was great for everyone to feed on. And then when that died down, the Olympics popped up and everybody was like, thank God, we finally got the Olympics thing to be the lightning rod for us to talk about in sports. Well, not ain't shit left. So everyone has resorted to making lists and making teams. And of those two things and flashbacks. So that's the, those are the three things that every sports outlet, no matter if it's us all the way up to ESPN, everyone is doing that. You're making lists, you're making teams, you're doing flashbacks. And so whenever, whenever John has the idea to do one of these, I just think to myself, these niggas about to be so fucking annoying. <laughs> like that's always what I go to. This is going to be so annoying. And, I honestly just try to read none of it. Whereas John has a different approach and he revels in it. He's like a pig in mud. He wants to wallow in all the comments and responses and he enjoys it so much. Me, I, uh, oh God, I, I, I it, it ain't for me. It ain't for me. Like I get, I get it. I love the interaction. I like that it's getting people talking because people are bored as shit and you give them something to feed into. 
But you just got to filter in the good stuff away from the stupidity, dog. Just like everything else tell on you. the internet. Uh, I just want to tell you I'm with John on this one because I'm not so close to it. So I'm just like, yeah, y'all keep arguing. <laughs> Team B. I don't know who it is. Team B. Team B by, like by 80. <laughs> Team B by 80. Everyone else is trash. <laughs> yeah, shit. Well, just like, keep arguing. The thing Way is, to go. I have so much, like, more content in my head that i'm thinking of because i'm trying to find things so i have like three or four of those posts that if it's a really really slow day like absolutely nothing that i can't think of there's gonna be a lot of those John. yeah no 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 no. but I, i've been i've been trying to hold it maybe like every five days because i'm be trying to find things i don't want to put list after list that you know mm-hmm. after list yeah, yeah yeah so maybe like every after fifth post or sixth post i have I think these are just buffers. That's all it is. It's a buffer, but it's a, like you say, it's a good argument buffer. And I think I have one that is going to really um, shake the, the old people of the Bahamas for sure when, when that comes out. But this, this is all we have now. And this goes to coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. This is what we have to do because they say all the time, the internet has ruined sports arguments because anything you had a question about, you can just go ahead and Google it and find out the truth and then that'll kill it. But it's one thing you can't stop arguments about is subjectivity about who is better. And without actual stats or anything to go by, all of this that we're putting up is just a bunch of word of mouth stuff. So people are going to feed on that and enjoy because what else you can do? Yeah. More body weight exercises? This is bullshit. Such, such bullshit. Just, anyway, so just wait till I, the, uh, the post we do. With um the shoes, what's your go-to shoe? That's gonna be a post. Trust me, we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> you know, part of me is grateful that I get to work from home, like I say. But part of me is like, man, if I had like fucking twelve hours to just think of dumb shit for us to do like this. <laughs> but so my days have been, I think, just working from home. Of course, you know, um, me and Olivia are working from home from the same place. And we both have constant um, calls with, you know, work people and everyone else who's worked from home, like entire companies have shifted to this. And it's always a weird dynamic hearing another person talk to their work people because you think you had, that ain't you. <laughs> and then you switch back, you switch back like, oh shit, that's right, that's work, that's work, that's work, let that ride. And then you hear the stale jokes from someone else's uh, coworkers and be like, I was going to laugh at that shit. But then you laugh at the dumb jokes that your co-workers make and you give the little chuckle and then you talk about the weather and then all that same, like, boring shit. And then you end up working a little bit later and then you sign off and they, like, you say, thank God, like, I'm done with work and almost don't have the energy like you sat in traffic and like you drove. But then this might be the future, everything. But then part of what has happened to me is trying to find an outlet to be creative and then trying to find something to watch or to distract you. So obviously, like I think every other human being on the planet, as far as the internet told me, I watched Tiger King and was just, that was fucking amazing. Joe exotic. It, it was great. It if you haven't seen that. I haven't seen it. it yo, yo man, just watch this shit. We're going to be locked down a long laugh. time. So like, yeah, you will laugh and say, why are people doing this shit? But I also caught myself going back and watching some older shows. Like I started to watch um, Battlestar Galactica and what else have I been watching? Um, and, and Freud is on Netflix. I'm, I might give that a shot. And then Dev. And I made a list of, of shows I think people should watch posted, uh, to the Instagram. We might put, I might post that on our page. Who knows? But um, yeah, man, it's just... How are you, like, keeping busy? I know you guys, before the podcast, talked about All-Americans, so now I'm going to put my phone on mute and let y'all go for 20 minutes on anything that y'all have watched. <laughs> All-Americans, a lit show, though. Like, I just started watching that a couple days ago, and for some reason, it just hooks you in. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just like, oh, yeah, I keep watching this. And then, yeah. like, I-, I don't know. It's just, it- it's addicting. That's all it is. Like, you want to know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what it I'll tell you what it is, John. The coming of age drama has been a staple of American television as far back as 
I would say possibly the Brady Bunch, even though that was a sitcom, right? You still had the whole coming of age storylines in there. But for our generation, when we were really, really young kids, 90210 was the biggest shit. And that trend literally has not stopped. And so it kept going. But the biggest one in terms of sports for us has been Friday Night Lights. Well, think of All American as a combination of 90210 and Friday Night Lights on steroids with some tiny elements of the wire in there some tiny network tv elements of the wire so you got all that mixed up and it's inspired okay so it's it's inspired by a true story so you can actually look up stuff on the dude that this is based on it's great i think it's the because we all know the stories of the underprivileged black kid that moves into the suburbs or moves into the place of privilege and he has to struggle with ways of fitting in and trying to stay connected to his community. And that's what the entire two seasons are about. It's, it's a fantastic show. Um, I think quarantine has me overrating it better than it is, but I don't care. No, no, it's, it's good. Amazing. It's good. And I, this is- and I stayed up until two binge watching and I'm going to do it again today. And this is all before I get to Ozark. So number one on my list of binge watch is all American. So, yeah, it's almost like the blind side, but hours and hours of it. Like, because we all watch college sports and we all know the ins and outs. And we're just, when it got to the recruiting part, that's when my attention went up. Like, okay, what's going to happen now? Because we all know in the recruiting game, everyone's clean, quote unquote. But to me, that's the biggest thing. What's going to happen going on in this series? At first, I I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but, you know, you thought it was like family issues and, you know, it, it, it just blends a lot. Like it keeps you thinking. That's the biggest thing of, I think, of this series. You're just thinking. It's not like it's a clear cut answer that you're going to get every time. Every single cliffhanger, you're just thinking about, well, it's only logical. This person is so-and-so, you know? So definitely would recommend watching it because I'm going to probably finish yeah. that series tomorrow. I I did I did watch Tiger King and Tiger King was my number one until uh, until I watched All American. But Tiger King is also absolutely amazing, by the way, and it's been the topic of conversation in one of our favorite chat groups. And I feel like everyone's favorite chat group. Listening to the Levitard show the entire week, all they've been talking about is Tiger King, and it's because the real story is so fucking unbelievable that. You would not buy into it if somebody actually wrote this. If this was a movie, you'd think, this is stupid. No one's going to believe this. There's no way you're going to get this soul. But the truth behind all of this stuff is it, you you legit cannot turn away from it. Like, I hope they never try to make a movie out of it because it can never match up to the real thing. Well, the thing is, they, it's so it's, stupid. It's Everything t- that happens is so stupid. Dak Shepard and Ed Norton were arguing over who should be cast as Joe Exotic. And my only thought was none of you. No one should play Joe Exotic for 20 to 30 years. He should just exist as this person. I mean, assuming the world is still around 20, 30 years. But he should just exist as this. I'll let that ride. And listen, Donald Trump, you're fucking up right now. But pardon Joe Exotic. <laughs> that's, that's what Cardi B says she was making a GoFundMe account for, hey? Oh, wait, what? Cardi B, who is the intro to this podcast and has been one of the most amazing coronavirus um, news sources, wants Joe Exotic free as well. That's, wow. Thank Un- you unbelievable. Twitter, is but, there, is oh, there it's been a lot of Twitter, of, too. And I, I, want, I, I, use, I use news very loosely in, in quotation marks, but is there any source of news that we would just go, nah, I'm, I'm not getting it from there. Because I feel like we shovel so much of this oh, information in. What's up? No, but for the people that are very discerning, but I don't think the majority of people are. I think we are all just consuming as much COVID-19 uh, info as we can, and we don't care where it's coming from. We don't care how true it is. We just want as much of it as possible. Nah, you sound like we have the same father who forwards you stuff like Trump just said on MSNBC. He wants Jesus to kill Christ. Oh, <laughs> by the what? Yo, hold on. By 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 the way, by the way, as we're doing this podcast right now, they're just we just 
uh, got our 11th case. Well, they just announced we got our 11th w- case. So we're where? up to 11 now. In New Providence or Grand Bahama? It that one, the last one's in Grand Bahama. Oh man, it's gonna be rough. Reset the clock to 14 okay. days. So we can, can I can I just say a, just a bit of levity? Is the coronavirus stacks the new Olympics since we don't have Olympics anymore? I mean, we still have Olympics. It's just next year. No, okay. I mean, again, if we're around, but <laughs> every time I check that list, and then they see, like, they kind of see what country is number one or what country had the most cases per day. It's the reverse Olympics. Yeah, I was about, I was about to say you gotta inverse it. So you want to be at the bottom of that list, and you want to tout yourself as yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're handling this pretty good. Here's my thing with that. Okay, because I've always seen it. What's, like, the categories? Because I know it's that you're trying to say Olympics. Is it cases, deaths, or recoveries? Like, what what are you going by? Like, what make Mm. you number one? Because everyone right now is using... Again, if you're a sensitive person, please stop listening to this part of the podcast. But you have to consider that death is the reverse gold medal. Yeah, death is the worst, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm yeah, just saying. That is the worst, I think. I, I think so too, Sean. Yes, Sean, we agree. We're all on agreement here. But no, because everyone's like, USA is number one, right? Granted, USA is handling this horribly. Like, let's just put it out there. But the whole thing is, they only, I mean, I think they have 3,000 deaths. Italy has nine thousand. Spain is in the six to seven thousand. It's yeah. it's insane the numbers and everyone is just like, oh, I can catch it. It's like, bro, I don't need it to happen here to know that it's bad. Like, I'm going to Italy anytime soon. So I might want to jump in right there. No, no, no. Oh, no, I just shouted out and said I might. Oh. I mean, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on Italy. I mean, I... I Can you imagine how cheap these fights are going to be? Listen, there are some days when I wake up very... Uh, I, I wake up thinking that this is all going to go away eventually and we're going to get back to normal. Some days I'm very optimistic about this whole thing. And other days I'm starting to prep Kaizen for all of our doomsday tactics because in my head, we are already Rick and Carl. So I have to teach him how to survive. We have to learn how to survive together. He's yeah. going to be Carl. I got to teach him how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, a better version of Carl, because I stopped watching that show. When I was watching that show, the kid was a little shit. Yeah, yeah. I Listen, like, I have no idea what the state of Rick and Carl are right now, because I think I gave up on The Walking Dead with everyone else. But Okay, once... let, let me just say, I'm going to jump in here, because there's one thing I know about Carl. You don't want guys in to be Carl. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> don't be yeah, Carl, guys yeah, I don't. I don't know every. I don't know everything that happened. I think I stopped about four seasons in, so just to that point. But um, okay. So we talked about TV shows. We talked about um, reverse reverse Olympics. Other thing, what the fuck have y'all been eating? Because with home workouts and the food, like you just reflexively snack on food. Here's the secret. What the fuck? Don't buy snacks. What's the secret to eat? Don't buy snacks because I don't have any snacks in here. All I have is like real food and apples and oranges. So you, you have to cook food every time. Exactly. Every right. single time I got to cook. And I knew if I bought a bunch of crap, I'll just eat it in the first day. Yeah. So what I'm now, because of what John said, is throw all of the chicks away. I'm going to do that right now. Okay. Y'all think you have to cook food. And maybe we think that. But. I don't know how how much y'all have been leaving the house during well I don't know how much John has been leaving during quarantine but the lines at the fast food places have been ridiculous and the only way people here are going to obey anything is if they close the fast food places because Bahamians are killing that shit right now absolutely killing it like the patience they have to wait on those lines for some burgers and fried chicken is amazing. Like, I didn't know our people had that kind of patience. That's but crazy. is so, everyone open? 
Yeah, all Pretty of the much fast food places are every open. Every takeout place any is place open. You can get a, yeah, any takeout place is open. Pizza places are open. Oh, by the way, the pizza places are probably a breeze because there's nobody waiting on lines there. So pro tip, just order a pizza or something. But they are killing it with these lines, bro. And I honestly believe that is where most of the traffic is coming from. Because everybody is amazed that, that there's traffic everywhere, even though we're supposed to have a curfew. All of them going to get fast food. What are lines? Wait, but everyone. So people aren't just driving around? Because I think there might be a lot of people just driving around not doing shit at all. And everyone in, can't be in the fast food lines. Man. I can't I, believe that. Kari, I'm telling you. Under normal circumstances, have you ever seen Wendy's without a line? Never. No. So imagine now. So Burger King has a line? Yes, what? every place has a line, John. Okay. Every single food place has a line. John and I, who are Burger King aficionados, I can't believe Burger King has a line. Part of the Amazing. reason for Burger King is people don't like it. So you can just go. It's the hipster fast food. It, no, it's because there's like, no like. I go there because there's no line. Yeah, because you're like, they're not as good as everyone else, so I can just get this quick and leave. Well, they, well, they are now, but... <laughs> It's the most difficult thing about this is, and John John had a good pro tip because if it's in the house, you are going to eat it. Don't don't try to get your way around it. But people will make fun of you for trying to eat healthy during the quarantine, as yeah. I have figured Thank out. Thank you, Charo. Oh, I bought lettuce and tomatoes and cucumber and onions today. So, John, with chicken breast, healthier than Charo. Yeah. Raspberry vinaigrette. Listen. We do know that there's no way to maintain the same amount of muscle mass. There's no way to bulk up. So you better come out of this thing lean because be in shape for the zombie apocalypse. We have to run and lift at the same time. I saw on Instagram today, uh, Corey Nixon, who is on a cruise ship. And of course, no one's on taking a cruise right now. So they've been just disinfecting everything. And you know what's on a cruise ship now? Corona. A gym. So he, No, but he has a gym that no one else is working out in. So if he doesn't have corona and is just working out this whole time, he's coming out ahead of the curve, and that's just plate batting unfair. I should get some weights in my backyard and create like one of those um, LA gyms outside of someone's uh, house. Uh, John, if I was if I was in Nassau, I would have to just risk quarantine, and I'd have been working out in your backyard. I'm just that's just that's what's gonna happen. Oh, I actually cleaned. I can't believe Al isn't doing that. I cleaned the backyard and I found the baseball that Kaizen well didn't catch. In the bush. No, I'm I'm still finding I'm still finding a way. I'm I'm running I'm running in the streets. I'm doing because now it went from okay, you can have your 90 minutes of exit, 24 hour lockdown, but you can have your 90 minutes to exercise, and so that apparently switched to well, now you got to exercise either near your home or in your neighborhood. So now I'm just running in the street. And that's, that's the thing. And that's the thing about Bahamians. It's like, okay, first of all, y'all had a party at the beach that caused this. Then all of a sudden, y'all now using the excuse, oh, I'm going to go run on PI or something. And how many – I have been offended by this because how many of these people exercise that are begging to be out and lying on this 90 minutes of exercise? Y'all do not exercise. You could look Get at them and know. out of here. Everyone who exercises in the Bahamas knows everyone else who exercises in the Bahamas. Exactly. <laughs> we all know each other. Like, we all know each gym, other. But I still know you exercise. I've seen you. I need to buy a basketball and they hoop. Are, they are they're lying on us, and that has been the problem. So now, Minnesota probably got frustrated with that, and they was like, all right, all these people are driving to go exercise. So fuck that. Exercise in your neighborhood around by your house. Let me let me say something. It. As someone who doesn't exercise as much as the other two, walking with a stick in your hand ain't exercising. Sorry. What's that, facts? Yeah, you know how them people that just go on the side of the street and just walk for no reason and then go home and eat like two pounds of macaroni? Those people. Uh, yeah. They sweat a little bit and then say, Woo! you know what, Renee, we're not... You know what my other exercise shame thing is, though, by the way? The fucking push-up challenge. Bro. The push-up challenge is the only time I've ever seen some of these people exercise, and that's the only time I know that they've ever exercised. Because they got to put on Instagram. at some point it was just that it was the first week and people were bored, and there were just challenges everywhere. And it, let's be honest, it started with gals, and it's gals' fault. 
Um, because gals started this whole like show appreciation, <laughs> and then that drifted into, and that drifted into dudes reflexively were like, we won't be a part of this. Let's do this push up challenge. And then at some point by Sunday, I was like, all right, I think we're done. I think like I don't want to see the acts like ten acts and anything. And then the shot challenge thing, which was causing people to drink. And again, for the first like in the first seven days, it was novel enough. No pun intended. But then after that, it's like, okay, now no more challenges on Instagram. Instagram maybe just blocked that. Yeah, no, that was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I, I can... That's it. That's my point. Yeah, like, um, the, I think you hit the nail on the head. The first few days when we were all, you know, searching through, trying to figure this thing out, everyone was just getting their first quarantine reps in. You, I think we all go through different stages of it. And that, you know, that's the very beginning. That's the, hey, we're home. Let's still try to stay connected. Let's do this stuff. And then that gets old very quickly. And now we're at the point where if people are still doing challenges, you're like, just just, just send it directly to your friends. Just, it's okay. Like you, Here's my thing. I, I'm, I'm not going to engage in it. It's all right. Like, this... if you if you want to do some push-ups and post it, that's fine. But it, it, you don't have to challenge. It's all good. These people who are saying, oh, I'm so bored these first two, three days. Like, these are the days that you're supposed to enjoy the most because you're supposed to just lounge out and do nothing those days. And then it should go into... it's going to get worse, man. Yes. Then it's going to go into boredom. Oh, no. See, they want to do everything immediately. And then they say, oh, I really ain't got shit to do now. Unlike me, I was just sleeping all day the first couple of days and it was fantastic. I actually envy people like you that can do that. Yeah, when I saw my boy Donnie Lowe doing push-ups, I know that was the end. <laughs> <laughs> D-Lo is the line of demarcation. Yeah. yeah, I was like, come on, Donnie, you ain't doing no fucking push-ups. Stop it. But... That, man, that man has had a personal trainer. How dare you? Shout, shout out to Sly Fox. <laughs> but my I boy ain't even, posted, he ain't even posted a video in a minute. I think the quarantine even get him. It's going to get everyone because, like, um, did you see the Lil Duval post where he went through with um, a guy who was in China saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the different stages like. of it. Yeah. And then the stages that you're going to go through by the time you hit week four and five and the novelty is going to wear off and us sharing memes and saying all these jokes, it won't be funny anymore. And people will be like, yeah. okay, it's cool. Like, that's going to be over. But I think that what that didn't capture is entitlement of Westerners. And the ability of Westerners to want to create content all the time for other people to consume. And the same way we saw celebrities trying to create content and telling us how they're just like us and going through the same things. Motherfucker, your house have acres and you have an, a gym at home and a backyard. And, and a millions alley. of dollars. Okay. Yeah. And Gal Gadot um, doing the Imagine singing video was just cringeworthy and I was just sad Will Ferrell was in it. But happy that no real Marvel people were in it, and that's what DC does. <laughs> you know what? You know what I think uh, could possibly happen. There could possibly be a backlash from the natural introverts like myself. So, because everyone is now forced to do what people like us did on a regular basis anyway. So now we want this to end just to get away from people, because staying home was your way to get away from people. No, you can't get away from people now because everyone has to be home. Now you just want it to be gone so people can leave. So uh, so whenever I see people saying stuff about, yeah, I just want to be out. I want to be on road and do all of this and blah, blah, blah. I think people that naturally stay at home all the time are saying, yes, we want this virus to end so everyone else can go out. And everyone else can just leave us alone and we can go back to the <laughs> way the things lives work. that we normally had. Because yeah. like, like, get off, get off of night. our corner. I would like to watch right, sports. My- my night to not talk to anyone just watch what i want to watch order some sushi just be like no one's gonna bother me but now everyone's home and people will message you oh. on the blue they'll just give you a call your dad'll just send you somewhere trump me and, oh and my like, god he is so he is so invested in this bro here's the worst part of it it's like when someone calls you on the phone now it's like you can't even come up with the excuse to be like i ain't gonna pick this up because i could just say i'm busy like Literally, you can't even, like, lie about that anymore. Oh, what introverts is going to have to start doing to be like, I got to go not to do anything, but I just don't want to be on the phone anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to have to be it.
you like, you don't have nothing to do. I just don't be on the phone anymore. And you'd have like moments of separation. And that's, that's it. That's all we got. And, and you know, as I said, 10 wires was ahead of the corner with the whole, not having a big office type thing. Also with live streaming, we were ahead of the corner with that too. Cause everyone's trying to do it now. I don't know why now don't show up to one of those press conferences and start asking questions. I have never seen so many people go live to do nothing in my entire life. And we live in such an attention star age. This is amazing. Like, why? Why? It's like when I log, when I go onto IG, it's just a whole bunch of purple circles with a bunch of people going live. To Stop it. What? Stop going live. Well, Wait, well so many, if we talk to a bunch of people, there's so much other apps. <laughs> I don't know. Twitter, I've been What's on. Needs to roll up you know, like multi video calling session in a group chat, so where everyone answers at the same time or something, and then maybe that'll stop the Instagram live. But honestly, with so much stuff like that, I like I would comment on it and then just say, and even to the challenge, saying be like, I guess that's how they want to use their social media, and I care that much. Like you, you have that initial thought and then think, okay, well I could just ignore that shit because yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Well, TK is the brethren. I watched one of them live streams. More Bahamians, like, because I, I always join the Buddy Live just because, see what's going on. The comment sections. Oh, like, y'all, you, you had a moment on there that I didn't know until Charo showed it to me. Yeah, bro, Pineapple Key, that's where I'm from. That's where I'm from, from the Bahamas I didn't now. Know, I didn't know you were you were a guest on Buddy's show. Yeah, we got like 20 followers from that. Shout out to Buddy. <laughs> it's It's real. The hype was real. Okay, and I think, okay, speaking of Buddy, I'm going to segue into this, and I think this should be our last topic because we're going a little long pause. Um, the NBA, for some reason, just said that they might host games in the Bahamas, or it's one of the possibilities that please, they would have. Please, please. At the time, it was nine cases, and now it's up to 11 cases, as now said today. But why does the NBA think it's a good idea if a country has closed its borders and is reporting a few um, cases, but then obviously we know we'll have enough test kits because no one has enough test kits anywhere in the world. Why would why would they think this would be a good idea? Because to play games, you have to fly teams in, and then you have to fly supporting staffs, and then house them somewhere. So, what do you guys think of just what the NBA is proposing, and how would that affect the Bahamas and the quarantine and the twenty four hour lockdown? Because you know, I think Bahamas would revolt at that. Yeah, Bahamians are, first, I think it's brilliant to bring the NBA down here just because it would be something to watch. But at the end of the day, the hotels are already closed. So for them to come down and even stay at the hotel two weeks in quarantine at the hotel and then start the season or the games, because who knows how long the hotel is going to be closed for, they're not going to be in the general public. They're literally going to be cast off with their own uh, people who have already been tested for the for the virus and have come back negative. So I don't think it's going to bring cases in. I just think it would be good to be able to have that spotlight on us where we could have these games here. And then hopefully that could then turn into, now we get preseason games. Now we can get this. Because it's going to turn into, it doesn't matter how much people are in the stands anymore. It's just going to be on TV. Yeah, I... Um... Well, automatically, when I saw the news, I wasn't thinking they meant any time soon. Like, my mind automatically shifted to best-case scenario end of May, possibly early June. Um, and then I started to think, you guys, like, kind of just using us as test subjects here to make sure everything is cool because you you don't want to risk it uh, in the U.S., but... Yes, obviously to have the spotlight of the entire world because the sp- the first sport to come back gets everybody. So you want to be you want to be the first one. You get all the ad money, you get all the broadcast, you, you get um all the attention of everybody. The first sport to come back wins. I don't think everyone's going Wait. to announce that they're back at the same time. But live TV, the, that's insane. Yeah, it if would, you're it the, would, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're the NBA and you do it and you do it in this this exotic location i everyone is forced to watch that and you know it can be done because uh obviously with with battle for atlantis you know obviously it can't be done i i would love it i mean for my own selfish reasons hey y'all y'all run that shit when i come back that's all i have to say. just if the kings come <laughs> don't have buddy on the bench starting the game <laughs> 
That's all I could say. That was that was John's take. Yes, agreed, John. They can't do that. Luke Walden should be fired right now in the middle of this. Though. Today's That's his birthday. Like, still pay him because <laughs> like everyone should still be paid during this time. That's what I would want for the world. But Luke Walton shouldn't be the coach then. Right. <laughs> don't get to choose who starts. So everyone should pay. But that, that's that's all I have for this podcast. I think we've uh, we covered enough ground. This is our new Game of Thrones. I don't. We have the hip hop podcast, but I just don't feel like who's going to listen to that now. Like the only thing that we care about really is coronavirus and Tiger King and what everyone else is doing. Like Dallas says, this has become the monoculture. The last time there was a story that had captured the entire world like this was 9-11. And before that, it was World War II or the Vietnam War. But nothing else has been able to capture the attention of everyone at the same time. Not so, the Heatles? This is the new Game of Thrones. And I don't know, I need a, a Cersei reference or something. Maybe that's Dr. Forbes. But that's all I got on this one. What do you guys have? And then we can sign up. I am just going to go back to binge watching All American. I have the TV going right now. As somebody watches without me. Stay your ass home. Stay ass home. This has been 10 Seniors. I need a bit of Stay home. <laughs> <laughs>